Cha-Cha Diva. And we are your feel-good Friday crew. It's Sunday. A very funky, 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 funky Sunday, baby. Baby, we about to take you for a ride. A funky, funky, fickadella, yo, she's ride, baby. Ow. To the music, but we're gonna play it, damn it. Sunday, y'all. Put on your dancing shoes and get ready to groove. It's the Feel Good Friday show. That was so, so, so freaking funky. Give it up for yourself. Yes, yes. Clap for yourself. Uh. It's Sunday, baby. 
and I feel really, really good. How you feeling, brother? Girl, I feel so good being out on this motherfucking road, cashing a goddamn check, bitch. <laughs> Love it, because you know it's always good when you cash in a motherfucking check. You know okay, what I'm saying? But it's so good to be home, to be back in the studio, recording our show. Give it up for yourselves, man. Y'all are rocking with us, you know what I'm saying? And just keeping it locked in. Social media is thriving. You know what I mean? Y'all are engaging. I just love that. I just love that for y'all. I love that for us. Absolutely love it. I mean, over the past few months, we've met so many amazing people, gained so many additional fans from all over the world. I want to give a big shout out to our folks out in the Philippines. They've been very active in that inbox, honey. Yes, indeed. I love you, Lyric the Luxurious. I love you, (laughs) Cha-Cha. And we love you too, people. Absolutely, yo. What would we be without our fans, you know? Shit. I mean, this shit is just not work for me. This is just... This is what we love to do. We love to bring you the real mm, mm, mm. and the deal. Hey, hey, hey. And all the feels. Yes. Anytime, every time, and all the time, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that. I love that. I love that. So, as I previously stated, I'm your boy, Lyric the Luxurious, one of your hosts of the Feel Good Friday show, here with my beautiful sister, DJ Cha Cha Diva. And this is Funky Funky Sundays, baby. Now listen, typically on Sundays, it's our day to recharge, our day to regroup. Most of the time, we're spending it with family, eating some good food, having some cocktails, watching your favorite program, you know what I mean? So I love Sundays, and I love how transparent our show is. We got our Feel Good Friday show, you know where it all started. We have our Soulful Saturday, and we got our Funky Sundays, baby. Yeah. It's always a holiday feeling with us bitches, okay? Okay. Heavy on the Funky Sunday, okay? Period, period, <laughs> Well, we got to jump into it. So much has happened this week. I don't even know where to start, but um, did you happen to catch that uh, Netflix special, the Chris Rock Netflix special? Yo, I actually enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And I, it was, you know, I have to commend Chris because... You know, he, he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He understood the assignment. And I know it has mixed reviews. You know, a lot of people are stating, you know, why did he wait so long to come out? But I thought it was genius. You waited a year right before the fucking Oscars. To you know, get another fucking check. Okay. Okay. And, you know, he got to tell his side of the story. Yes. But he also got to do it in a professional manner. He didn't have to slap the shit out of no fucking body. You know what I mean? Or, you know, it, it it was his side of the story and that's what, you know, and he did it in a way that um, people can only respect. You right. know what I'm saying? He's a comedian. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so he did it the way he was supposed to. So shout out to Chris Rock. You know, you can feel however the fuck you want to about this man, but let me tell you something. I love a motherfucking nigga that will cash a check. Okay? Facts. So, yeah, I have to agree with you. I don't think that Chris Rock is the funniest person, but what I really appreciated about it was his authenticity as he was relaying or recounting what happened between him and Will Smith. He could have got up there and said a lot of horrible, terrible things about Will Smith and probably got away with it because 
facts are the facts. He was right. the victim in that situation. But instead of doing that, he showed a lot of humility. He spoke about the way that he actually looked up to Will Smith. Absolutely. Considered him to be a friend, considered him to be a brother, mm-hmm. and actually spoke about how hurt he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Regarding what happened now, although I might not have found... Um, his stand-up funny, what I can say is it was fucking real. Yeah. It was absolutely real. He hit a lot of points, and he did get a, f- a few chuckles out of me, and yeah. you know that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I-, I totally, totally commend Chris Rock for his bravery, for what he did, and most of all, for waiting to put that shit out so he could collect a goddamn coin. Period. <laughs> and what really resonated with me was um, his points on selective outrage on how he felt that, you know, Will had already had a bunch of pent-up frustration. Absolutely. um, With his current, you know, um, state of relationship with his wife um, and how embarrassed that he, you know, he was being embarrassed on a consistent basis by all of the conversations on Red Table Talk and it just being really favorable in Jada's. Right. Uh, You know, I just didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? And so what I did you know really connect with was him saying like listen you're not mad at me yeah you mad at your chick you know what i'm saying she's the one that's embarrassing you and i really feel like you know that there's a lot of truth to that absolutely if you recall we spoke about this around the time that it just happened right after the oscar slap took place and i think that we both were in agreement Mm -hmm. on that position jada is a textbook narcissist. One of our fans said something to the effect of, oh, well, I don't understand why Chris continues to address Jada because Jada's not the one that slaps him. The thing you need to know about narcissists is they may not be the one to throw the blow, but they will definitely get into the mind of their minions and make sure that shit shakes. You walking real heavy, bitch. And that's what she did. She got into that man's mind, Mm -hmm. made him question his manhood and everything that he stood for, and made him feel like he had to defend her honor when there was nothing to fucking defend. The bitch was bald-headed. He made a joke about it. Could it be deemed a little insensitive? Some may believe that, but he's a stand-up comedian. That's what stand-up comedy is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, shout-out again to Mr. Rock. I am a fan. And what really, you know, touched me was the overwhelming amount of support that he had from his stand-up. You saw all the A-list celebrities there to support our guy, to, you know, offer support in 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 so many different ways because you would think because Will is Will, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people would have sided with him, but nah, you know what I'm saying? Game recognized game. And I'm so glad that people, you know, came to Chris's defense because regardless of how you feel Nothing justifies you putting your hands on someone. No. You know. um, Wrong is wrong and right is right. And even in jest, I mean, Chris hit it on the nail. Nigga, you picked on me because you knew you was fucking bigger than me. And I was not going to be able to defend myself. You played Muhammad Ali, what he say? And I played fucking Pookie on fucking uh, uh, New Jack City. This motherfucker said if he played a part where he was getting open heart surgery, he would have had a sweater on, bitch. (laughs) That goes to show you the level of confidence that this man has. You know what I mean? And and you are absolutely right. If it would have been Dwayne The Rock Johnson up there or somebody, you know what I mean, on his, his... his statue as a man, you know what I mean? His body makeup. Bitch. You think he would have got up there and fucking slapped him? Will would have got his ass bumper beat. Okay, bitch. Especially Tony. if it was Dwayne Rock Johnson. Okay. You know, that's the thing. And I told my husband this. 
like if somebody's gonna mug you, or they're gonna mug someone, I should say, they're gonna pan the room and they're gonna look for somebody that is what we call a mark, yeah. an easy target, a victim. And I believe that when Will looked at Chris, he saw him as an easy target. Right. He knew he would be able to um, slap the shit out of him on national TV and get the fuck away with it. Okay, and that's bitch. why he did it. And I'm way smaller than Chris and motherfucking Will, but if he would have slapped me, bitch, he would have wore that goddamn microphone stand. <laughs> I would have beat the fucking fresh out of that goddamn prince, bitch. They would have been pulling that microphone stand, staying out of his out fucking ass. Out the crack ass. of his ass, bitch. <laughs> but well, you know the deal, motherfucker. Whew. We got so much more to talk about related to this because as much as we are in support of mm. everything that Chris talked about, he is getting a little bit of backlash. Yeah, for sure. On some of the stuff he talked about, we're going to talk about that during your favorite segment. I think it's time, bitch. What you think? I think it's time. Mm. It's time. Eight. Eight. Four. Mm. Mm. Party. Ow. Done birth the bitch. Hey. A Lego. A Lego. A gummo. A gummo. Drop that shit, Mama Tina. Party done burnt the bitch. Bitch didn't burn the tea. Huh. Put your hands together. Come on. Put your hands together. Come on. On the good foot. Jumping back into this tea on the topic of Chris Rock, Taz Jackson, the nephew of the late Michael Jackson, slammed Chris Rock for comparing Michael Jackson to none other than R. Motherfucking Kelly. Ooh. Hey, who? Now, I went with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Innocent until proven motherfucking guilty. And, bitch, Michael Jackson has never been proven guilty. Okay, you won't do Mike, honey. You won't do the king of pop like that. Now, that's when I would have popped Chris. No no shame. Yeah, he should have got popped in his motherfucking mouth. Now, y'all know I am Michael Jackson's biggest fan. But I must say, on this topic, I'm a little torn. Mm-hmm. And I'm torn because, as we previously stated, Chris Rock is a stand-up comedian. That's what they do. They get paid to say outlandish, raunchy, and off-the-fucking-chart shit. Right. I do. Where I do agree with you there, you cannot sit and say, 
listening to R. Kelly is the equivalent of listening to Michael Jackson and still being in support of the artist. That's where I have to, you know. Draw the line. I, nah, because I'm not with that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, Mike went through a lot in his life being constantly ridiculed of being different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, you know, where I have an issue, R. Kelly has shown up time and time and time again as a predator. Yes, and, you know, this is very different. Nobody ever came forward and said, Michael Jackson did this to me. And the one time that somebody tried to do that, it was proven. It was a setup. The mother was hungry for money. The child came forward and said nothing ever happened. So I do agree with Taj to a certain degree in the fact that he's wanting to defend his deceased uncle's honor. Absolutely. He suffered enough while he was living, and he doesn't want that to perpetuate throughout his demise. He's gone. He's dead. Gone too soon like a rainbow. There's nothing I can do, as the song says. Shit, and motherfucking R. Kelly was fucking goddamn having piss pockets and treating these bitches like pocket rockets, girl. <laughs> pulling them out of his pocket. Every goddamn chance he got, just pull it out your pocket. Pull it out your pocket. Pull it out your pocket. <laughs> Bitch, you need to tuck this shit back into his pocket, because that's why his ass is facing another fucking 30 years. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But, honey, the way that the internet tore up Michael Jackson's nephew... Child. And what threw me is most of the shade was coming from our very own fucking feel goodie, bitch. Girl, what they say? Child, Alajawan Ridgeway. <laughs> he said, Taj need to be quiet with the mystical here I go Ooh. braids. Those Jamie Foxx, I guess you thought I was some common old hood rat buns on fucking booty call braids. Bitch. Those Reggie, what's that on the top of your motherfucking head from Nutty Professor braids? He said, the mo to the E to the Moesha braids ain't working. Those cocaine is one hell of a jug. Rick James Jr., Dave Chappelle looking ass braids, bitch. Bitch, he read this motherfucker for thick. Now, he do look a little bit like Mike Maxine Shaw, bitch, with that motherfucking <laughs> swing bob he got on the fucking top of his Living head. Living. Okay. Single. single. Eating Pringles. <laughs> bitch. We ain't going to do your nephew like that, Mike. But, Taj, this is a battle that you just might want to sit your motherfucking ass down for. Okay, because the relevancy is not there, bitch. You're not relevant, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, stop trying to piggyback off a story, honey, to get some type of popularity, honey, because it's not happening. You will be popularly torn the fuck up, okay? Because black Twitter ain't got no chill. No chill whatsoever. But, um, you know what? As I said, I understand where he's coming from, but this is a battle. You just not going to win, Taj. So, Taj, just go ahead. Wrap it up in a bow. Let it go. Yes. Forgive and forget and move on. What you got? Ooh, child, we got to talk about this, honey. The frauds, the scammers, and the motherfucking pamas, bitch. I'm talking about Basketball Wives star British Williams being bombarded with additional criminal charges and felony fraud case. Hey! Who? Say what? child. Things ain't getting no easier, bitch. Mm. I can tell you that. So, uh, the reality star was, um, you know, I don't know if you all are aware, but she was indicted by a federal grand jury on September the 22nd of 2021 on five felony charges of misuse of a social security number. 
four mm. charges of bank fraud, mm. three charges of making false statements to the IRS, mm. three charges of wire fraud, and three charges of aggravated identity theft. Now, Honey. this is the girl from Basketball Wives yes. L.A., right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just fucking crazy that I just have an issue with these bitches that think this fraud is not going to come back and bite you in the ass. You know what I'm saying? So the 32-year-old's scheduled insurance fraud case was set to begin on April the 17th of this year. However, according to court documents, um, prosecutors are planning to present a superseding indictment to a grand jury before the trial date for additional charges. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's very unfortunate that this woman has a child. You know, she already been through enough with her cheating ass motherfucking basketball ex-husband. It's just, it, it's just fucking stupid. It's giving stupid and messy. Now, first of all, this all happened around the time when everybody was doing them what? Them, them OPP, PPP loans and shit. And a lot of celebrities went down in that because if you remember, we um, previously reported that Baby Blue um, from Pretty Ricky got caught up in that bullshit. Yeah. It came out of jail looking like Big Pun in a fucking dress, bitch. It's just fucking ridiculous. You know, and it was reported that um, British alleged offenses including the usage of false social security numbers in 2017 to obtain lines of credit, loans, and funds from financial institutions. Officials have also asserted that in 2018 and 2019, she deposited four checks between $4,500 and $5,800 into banking accounts. She managed and withdrew the money before the checks bounced on the banks determined the transaction was fraudulent. You know, and, and so my thing is this. Bitch, if you gonna scam, you need to scam for fucking millions. These bitch-ass motherfucking damn bitch. checks that she was cashing, bitch. Ain't worth a goddamn $19.99 Honda with 20,000 miles on it, bitch. You ain't never lie. And the crazy thing is, these bitches is scamming to impress other bitches that ain't got shit. Oh, non on irrelevant. The only basketball wife on fucking basketball wives is fucking Jackie, crazy ass fucking Christy, bitch. Nobody's okay. a fucking wife, a fiance, a yes, girlfriend. And I think I misspoke earlier. She was not a wife. She was the baby mother. You know what I'm saying? So, and then the thing about it is, girl, who are you impressing? Right. You are around a bunch of other struggling bitches. Malaysia has allegedly lost her home. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Duffy is not even fucking married. You know, Jennifer is just trying to secure a Some relationship kind of with her funky-ass breath, bitch. <laughs> and them big-ass goddamn feet. And her cash register-ass fucking mouth, bitch. And them snatchback ponytails that she been wearing since goddamn 2002. I'm sick of her. I'm sick of all you basketball bouncing bitches. It's the basketball head bitches. That's what it is. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I, British, listen, where I do empathize with you, you know, um, I really hate to see our black men and our black women, you know, um, fall fall victim to this systematic demise that has been put into place. You know, however, you are the author and the finisher of your situation, bitch. You knew before you cashed those checks. And I don't even know that it's a, that we can call it a systematic demise. Everybody has choices. With the platform that she has, bitch, start a fucking podcast, bitch. The demise comes into play when it comes to us feeling the need to always impress and not invest. We as a people have become so shallow. 
And this we always want to impress the same people that look like us. You know what I mean? It's not us trying to impress, you know, people of other races, people that can actually, you know, not even other races, but of, you know, other... You, Echelons uh, in yeah, life. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We are trying to impress other struggling bitches. Yes. Yes. And that's where the demise comes in because we have this mindset that, hey, if I show up in this or if I'm driving this or if I live in this, I'm going to get respect. And you bitches are still being disrespected. Well, we see how much respect she has when she's looking for somebody to put some goddamn dollars on that damn canteen, bitch. Okay, bitch, with that big-ass ankle bracelet on. Girl, have you saw the ankle bracelet? It's obnoxious and it's crazy. But this is another thing that um, the media is not talking a lot about is the reason that she's in a position that she's in with the ankle bracelet is because she continued to go against yes. the orders that they gave her. You're not in a position where you could be jet-setting it to L.A. Exactly. And here and there and everywhere, bitch. Sit your ass the fuck down okay and be with your daughter exactly so A you know mess. i do offer up prayers for her i hope everything works out in her favor but bitch a hard head will make a soft motherfucking bbl <laughs> in that order oh lord in other news child deborah lee says her career was threatened when she exposed she was having an affair with the BET founder, Mr. Robert Bob Lee. Hey! Who? Yes, honey, you heard right. The former BET CEO, Ms. Deborah Lee, is penning a tell-all book where she discusses the tumultuous extramarital affair that she had with the BET founder, Mr. Robert Bob Lee, and how it impacted her job. Ms. Deborah Lee says she almost lost everything, honey. Bitch, she already lost every fucking thing. I'm so tired of watching them goddamn diary of a mad black one motherfucking Tyler Perry shit and stuff. Bitch, bring back 106 in part and Midnight Love and motherfucking goddamn Rap City the Basement and shit. You was laid up and fucking dried up and fucking shit with somebody else's goddamn husband. And that's why we watching reruns and reruns of House of Pain every goddamn day. You ain't never lying. Shit. The BET look more like TNT, bitch. You are absolutely telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But here is the freaking gag. Okay, Miss Deborah Lee, first and foremost, the only reason that you probably secured your position as the CEO is because you was laying it low and spreading it motherfucking wide, bitch. Could you imagine? Bitch, this bitch laid up with that motherfucking Diana Ross crew cut. <laughs> It's giving dry, fried, and cocked to the side, bitch. It's just not doing what it's supposed to do. Cootie cat sitting on the side of your damn leg, bitch. And my thing is, you know, some of our feel goodies had a really good point. Almost doesn't count. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to tell us about Robert Lee, tell us about Tyrone and fucking Dexter and Peter and Betty, Susan, Jane, everybody else you was Every laying last one of them, bitch, honey, because it was, it is very clear to me that you ain't focused on BET, okay? It shows. Not none of it, bitch. And this is the thing. I'm not victim shaming. As a matter she's not even a victim, bitch. You knew the man was married. Okay. You know, you thought he was going to leave his wife. Why he would do that, I don't know. If he could get you to do whatever he wants you to do and give him sexual favors, you made your bet and you lied in it. You benefited financially 
from your position at BET. Um, people know who you are yes. as a result of that happening. Close your legs to marry men. Bitch, I can see her laid up on a fucking mattress talking about some Bob. 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 Girl, please, honey. It's just a fucking mess, honey. Sitting up here looking like you could be Pharrell Williams' fucking mama, bitch. Okay. I just can't. Um, Deborah Lee, thanks but no thanks. I won't be reading the tell-all book. I have no interest in hearing about her geriatric sex. With her jerry curl, okay? With her jerry curl, honey. Nah, don't say it. Listen. Girl, if you like it, I love it, honey. But you got to capitalize off something. Because this show is hell. As I just stated, ain't BET, bitch. Because BET ain't BET. Mm-mm. Speaking of BET, while we're on the topic, rumor has it that Tyler Perry is looking to purchase BET as well as VH1, which means we're going to be watching a whole lot of Medea and a whole lot of fucking House of Pain, bitch. Bitch, you might as well say he already don't fucking bought it. Yeah, because that's all they playing on the network. Okay, girl, listen. He may as well. Yeah. He may as well because I, every time I turn on BET, bitch, it's, I see fucking curly wigs, bitch. <laughs> Only damn thing that's missing is the fucking microphone in the goddamn Dangling from the top of his wig, bitch. Okay. You better girl, ask somebody. Yeah, he, he may as well go ahead and purchase the shit and, and, and run reruns of fucking damn, um, what's that shit called that we used to watch? The have and the have not. That was my show, no tea, no shade. It was, it was a good show, I bitch, love but I, it started losing substance after a while, bitch. They were stuck in the motherfucking elevator in the hallway in that goddamn <laughs> hotel for three goddamn seasons, bitch. It's so Tala! true. I think Tala just started to run out of material. And at a certain point, it seemed like they were just having a, a fucking episode just to have a motherfucking yes. episode, bitch. It was getting low down, dirty, and fucking damn right ridiculous. Okay, bitch. And then he waits to the last episode to kill every fucking body. And Hannah driving down the goddamn driveway, bitch, talking about something. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> bitch, you should have been doing that through the whole goddamn season when y'all was stuck in that motherfucking damn hotel. <laughs> Shit. Yes, but I am happy to hear that BET will once again be in black hands. If nothing else, I think that's the positive. Um... Tyler is multidimensional. I'm not a huge, huge fan of Medea and um, House of Pain and all that kind of stuff, but I do like that he's multifaceted. He does have some really good movies. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. You know, we'll see yeah, what's to we'll come. See. We'll see. I'm wishing him the best. BET, just BET, okay? Yeah, just just black entertainment television for me. Yes, and black entertainment is just not movies. You know, I loved BET back in the day because... We were able to catch up with the videos and, you know, the new music. You know, it was something about a new video dropping on Friday. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I missed that. Ooh, video sold with Donnie Simpson and fucking Cheryl, bitch. Yes, bitch. Okay, we love that. So, yeah, I just hope that if he does, you know, purchase BET or whatever that looks like, um... He brings back that old feeling that we used to have. Yes. You know, black entertainment is big, you know. It, we already are entertaining these motherfuckers. Why not take our platform and take it to the next to level? To the next level. I totally agree. I totally agree.
Child, we done gave them some tea, bitch. We did, and there's a lot more where that came from. So we're going to go ahead and hop into a quick musical break. When we come back, uh-huh. we talking Nick Cannon. Mm, oh, child. And the baby mamas. He's still shooting cannons, bitch. All kind of baby mama drama, honey. Oh, we are talking about relationships. We have some anniversaries coming up that I am so happy to talk about. We're talking a little bit more about Michael Jackson. We got Kanye West. And what else yes. you got, boo? I got some shit, honey, that we're going to talk about. We got to talk about Colin Kaepernick, honey, and his... You know, his controversial upbringing and, you know, a few other things that I want to touch on, you know, as it pertains to that. You know, and just kind of drop some questions and some tidbits on how I actually feel about, you know, um, people of color being raised by, you know, people that aren't. Right. You know, and, you know, them connecting with that. So, yeah, that's a conversation that I feel that needs to be had because I have mixed feelings about it. But, hey, you know what I mean? Everybody has an opinion like a butthole, bitch. So we're going to fucking talk about it. Yeah, so y'all stay tight. Don't go anywhere. This is DJ Cha-Cha Diva, and I'm here with... Lyric the Luxurious, baby. And you're listening to the Feel Good Friday Show. Don't go anywhere. Funky Sunday edition. You got me acting up all night. I 
Keep it locked, keep it tight, baby. We coming right back with you. Hey!
Yes, it was yes. a congas for me, child. Bitch, we love a good old funky, funky Sunday. Yes. And it's giving real funky, funky, funky. Yes. Oh, honey, so we're going to jump right back into this hot piping tea. Um, and we're going to talk about Mr. Colin Kaepernick, you know, um... You know, he's always been in the media, you know, mm-hmm. with his views on social injustice and racism and, you know, and I really respect him because he took a stance against, you know, um, you know, just us being counted out and, and you know, picked last for dodgeball, bitch, for lack of a <laughs> word, you know, so um, Colin Kaepernick is trending as he accuses his white adoptive parents of problematic upbringing. He says his mom called him a little thug with cornrows. Let's talk about it. Hey! Who? Ooh, honey. So what do you feel? You know, I know we are very open about, you know, racism and things like that. Do you feel that someone of an opposite race can efficiently raise someone that's not of the same race um, without being, you know, biased or, you know, being uninformed with, you know, like their um, issues as it pertains to just their every day to day, you know what I mean, their day to day situation? How do you feel about that? Well, I know it's possible for a person of another race to raise a child that doesn't have the same race as them. I'm in a relationship um, that involves interracial adoption. What I can tell you is no matter if the parent is black, white, yellow, green, or purple, we all go through the same struggles as parents, which is there is no textbook on how to parent. Absolutely. Um, We have to learn and there are things that a person, and I'll just keep it black and white, that a, a white person can't teach a black child or that black parents can't teach a white child about what it means to be a black or white human Absolutely. living in America. But I think the beauty of their situation, specifically Colin Kaepernick's, is him being able to teach based on experience. I don't take what he said so much as a slight against his parents but more or less as a learning opportunity for parents that are raising children that are not the same race of him, that are coming behind him. You know what I'm saying? And saying what you need to do is make sure that you are in a position to support your child in these areas. And if you can't do it yourself, create a village around you that can assist you in doing that. Absolutely. And I think essentially what it is that I'm trying to convey is that I don't think it has anything to do with race. I really feel like it has to do a lot with the person you know i feel um i mean i'm gonna get into the story in a moment i just wanted to kind of have like um a little dialogue before um i really feel like a lot of people adopt you know people from other races for clout you know to make them look normal and um to to make them seemingly seem compassionate towards you know minorities and um there are some people that adopt you know those of um different races because they actually want to you know just raise a child with love and compassion um and that's where you know the dissension comes in yeah 
You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Mr. You know, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he opened up recently in an interview with CBS Chicago. Um, he says that he struggled growing up in a problematic household, um, which is something he, you know, obviously detailed in his new upcoming graphic novel, Change the Game. Um, and what he stated as, you know, he said, I know my parents loved me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through, um, you know, they were they were bad for him you know they they kind of made him feel outcasted in a sense um he said it was important to show that no this can happen in your own home and you know how he essentially moves forward um so in his novel you know he tells the story of his journey from high school into his storied athletic career heavily centering around his lack of choice in his future his parents in particular tried to steer him in a direction they thought was best, which ended up resulting in several fights between them and, you know, and him. Um, one of these disagreements, uh, which is illustrated in the novel, was over his choice of hairstyle. In an effort to pay tribute to beloved basketball player Allen Iverson, Kaepernick wanted to embrace his blackness by wearing cornrows, but his mother pushed back. You know, just... Um, he said he's getting wet rolls, his mother, Teresa, is cited as saying in the book. In real life, she allegedly told him, oh, your hair's not professional. You look like a little thug. So I'll just say this. I had an opportunity to actually read a little bit of the book and also watch the series that was created on Netflix that was based on the book. And what I will say is what he went through with his mother is not unlike anything that any black child would go through I agree. with the black mother. Um, a lot of people are giving a little backlash towards Kaepernick, stating that he's coming off as a bit ungrateful. And as hard as it is for me to admit, I have to say that I agree with that, only because, bro, you have to extend your family some grace. No right. parent is perfect. And as I stated, there's no rule book to how this goes. I am a black woman raising a black son who happens to have a head full of beautiful locks. But that's a conversation, unfortunately, that we had to have, not because of a black or white thing, but because of America and, and the way this country yeah. is and how they judge people. And even with us as a people, we are just now migrating towards a more natural stance when it comes to our appearance, you know what I mean? Um, so with Colin, he, he revealed that his inability to find racial harmony in his home is what encouraged him to find community elsewhere. You know, that's why he chose to pursue a career in football instead of one in baseball, both of which prospects were equally achievable. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but, but because there were significantly more players in the NFL than the MLB, he chose to, you know, go with the NFL because he felt a sense of community. Um, he says he's ho he hopes to return to the turf, which he hasn't since his 2016 um after being outside you know an outcast um for kneeling during the national anthem in protest of police brutality and racial injustice so i do agree with his message i'm not a whole fan of the execution um you niggas be fucking up y'all bags sometimes yeah i have to agree with you on that and it's not just about the bag i feel like um and I really hate to say this because I love Colin Ka Kaepernick and I stand with him, but I think that sometimes people that may feel 
personally far removed away from their culture feel like they have to go the extra mile to prove themselves kneeling in protest to injustice by police against the african-american community is one thing yeah slapping your parents in the face and spinning this narrative as if they purposely did things to you is another and that's something that i don't condone did they have areas of opportunity as white people raising a, a black man absolutely they had no guidance. Right. So instead of bashing your parents, use this as an opportunity to teach other parents how to parent their children. And sometimes before we, you know, put this in the hands of the public, it warrants a conversation. Yes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to literally have a conversation with your parents. You know how much effort it took for me to, you know, go to my parents and tell them, you know, um, how I was hurt and things right. that affected me, but because they were in it, you know what I mean? And they were navigating as best as they could at that time. They didn't know that it hurt me and it had a, um, an impact on me. And I had, you know, certain traumas from different things because I didn't verbalize it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put words to your pain for others to understand. That's in relationships with your parents, with your spouse, you know, with your siblings, with your friends. You have to literally hold yourself and someone else accountable to say, this may have not been your intention, but this hurt and affected me. Absolutely. Um, and I want to talk to you about it. I think we have become, again, you know, we put our business out on Front Street, and a lot of it is to gain sympathy or, you know, um, what we think is understanding from those that we connect with in a sense of community but yeah. it really doesn't you know go over well because the message becomes lost in translation because we get so much backlash and we get this and we get that and the healing comes into having a productive right. conversation not just having a conversation i absolutely agree i i do feel as if colin kaepernick owes his parents an apology i don't agree with the approach i think that um he is allowing society to create a narrative around his experience that may not be exactly what he intended. I get where he was trying to go. It was the execution, as you stated, yes. and the way in which he did it. Child, well, speaking of, you know, sportsmanship and fucking up a bag, honey, Ooh. Jai Morris deal with Powerade is up in the air amidst suspicion. 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 Let's talk about it, honey. Hey, who? Child, talking about fucking up a bag. <laughs> you niggas need to put this goddamn IG live in these videos and motherfucking story shit down. Because y'all is fucking up y'all money. So Jay Morton has been away from the Memphis Grizzlies ever since he posted a video on Instagram Live of him at a strip club in Colorado following the team's game on March 3rd where he is, you know, seen with a weapon. Mm. He got a gun, honey. In this video, Morton appeared to flash a gun at the camera, which led to the Grizzlies, NBA, and the Glendale Police Department conducting investigations. Um, there has been no word of punishment, um, you know, as far as, like, from a legal standpoint. Right. Um, but he has been suspended 
you know, from several games, you know. Um, and so, you know, as it pertains to his ads with his ads with Powerade, Coca-Cola, um, they have been pulled as a result of his suspension from Memphis. The company has not only removed a recent commercial commercial featuring Warren, but they have also removed the Grizzly Star Guard from their website. <sighs> At this time, it is unknown whether or not Coca-Cola has completely severed ties with him or if they are waiting for a decision from the NBA on if he will serve a longer suspension. Um, it was originally, you know, um, decided that he would miss two games on March 5th and 7th against the Los Angeles Clippers and Los Angeles Lakers. Um, however, the Grizzlies recently said that Moore would miss the team's next four games, meaning that he will be out through March the 13th at least. As he should. You know, this is not a funny situation, and it has nothing to do with him being an African-American nope. athlete. In the environment that we currently live in, we are right here in Hampton, Virginia, just a city over in Newport News, Virginia. A six-year-old child in kindergarten brought a gun to school and shot his teacher. We can't have this. Right. And I watched a little video clip of him mm -hmm. on TMZ. He looks so fucking stupid. Stupid. So stupid and so immature. You did that for what? Exactly. And that's where I was about to, you know, get to. Like, in what world has showing a gun become super cool? You know, the weapon itself is, you know, essentially meant for protection. You know, it's, it's for our own protection. We as a people have taken guns and really used it as a way to feel superior and you know show motherfuckers that we got it like that that ain't nobody gonna fuck with us but got and it like what ain't nobody gonna fuck with you because your ass gonna be in fucking exactly. jail bitch that's exactly. why they're not gonna fuck with you you know what i mean it's it's, it's really crazy I, I just put the guns down people i i, I totally not agree. only is it tacky it's dangerous Especially in a fucking strip club. These bitches is coming there to make their money. And you got fucking guns flashing in the same areas that got damn G-string, bitch. It's just, it's, yeah, it, it came across very immature. But see, that's that's bringing us to a whole nother conversation. When people who are not mentally mature mm -hmm. come into these situations where they're making a lot of money, they're on top. They may not be necessarily mentally equipped to even handle that type of celebrity. They aren't. That type of money. A lot of them aren't. And we are our own worst enemies. We do. It's called self-sabotation, bitch. Yes. That's what it's called. And he's self-sabotaged. Yes. You know, and so I just really hate to see this man, you know, whole situation come down right in front of him. But, you, you know, you, you make choices and there are consequences for these choices. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Speaking of dumb fucking decisions, Nick Cannon announces a new game show, and you'll never believe what the name of the show is. Hey! Huh! Ooh, child! Things ain't getting no motherfucking easier, bitch! <laughs> Bitch, Nick Cannon announces a new game show called Who's Having My Baby. The show will be hosted by Kevin Hart, and you can be on the lookout for this show on the E! Network this spring. And no, this is not a joke. He is literally doing a game show where women are competing to be the baby mama of his next 
baby in his brood, child. This is fucking ridiculous. Bitch, that motherfucking nut need to be powdered eggs at this goddamn time. As much fucking damn shit as he spit. Nick Cannon still trying to shoot cannons. And I got a problem with it. We all have a problem with it. Um... The funny thing is, once this was announced, um, I don't think he actually got the reception that he was expecting. A lot of people are finding that this move is disrespectful is. to the mothers of his children. It's tacky, and it um, it's demeaning to the culture. It kind of just you know fits all into that stereotype that they have about African-American men dropping their seeds all over the place, not committing to a woman, not being able to commit to a marriage. And I'm not judging. I mean, if marriage is not for you, it's not for you. But stop spreading your fucking sleazy sauce all over fucking okay. town, Nick. It's disgusting at this point. It is. It's very disgusting. It's, it's, it's tacky as fuck. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not even a fan anymore. Me neither. I it's used to like Nick Cannon, you know, um, but the shit that he is putting out lately... And I'm talking, to, I ain't talking about the kids, but the shit, the sauce that he's putting out lately is very questionable. And it really makes me wonder, like, what is your end result? Right. You're going to have a bunch of fucking kids, bitch. You ain't that rich. He's not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not On that some rich. some real shit. Nick need to take him in his goddamn diaper and sit the fuck down. Should you do the math the way these bitches is charging child support and these ju- judges is honoring it? You got motherfucking damn 20,000 chaps, bitch, at $20,000 damn dollars a piece a month. Do the math. It's looking very messy. But at least there's black love that still exists, like Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker, who yes. met on the set of Soul Food in 2000, and they just recently celebrated their 18th wedding anniversary. Yes, I love that. See, that's the shit I like to hear. This motherfucking new makeup and these new microwavable race relationships with baby mamas and shit, honey. Girl, we need to get back to the family. Yes. Families ain't family in no more, honey. Everybody's a baby mama and a baby daddy. And they're also making it cool to be, you know, the baby mama and the side chick, bitch. Even fucking Carisha, please, had to pump her fucking brakes and say that she didn't think she wanted to get married because... Men are unfaithful, but bitch, they're unfaithful because they're cheating with bitches like you that don't mind sharing a fucking man and glorify yeah. being a side bitch. Mm-hmm. I can't get with that. It's not cool. It's super messy. It's not cool, super girl. Super messy. So we're going to give y'all some more tea. We're going to jump back into a, a musical break. Keep it locked. Keep it tight. We'll be right back like four flats on the cat. Hey. hey! And if you really wanna stay, I won't waste your time. Because oh, if everything has to change,
Just before I choose to leave Yeah Now I don't wanna do it, do it, do it Oh no I'm well of course Loving is a made by force And there's a choice You can either keep it or you can go I'm well of course Loving is a made by force And there's a choice You can either keep it or you can go What's this feeling? It's holding me in. I can't easily. It's addictive. What's this feeling? It's holding me in. I can't easily. It's addictive. Breaking all my rules. Uh, I only tell you this one time. Hey. Don't make me act the fool. I'm breaking all my rules. I only tell you this one time. What's this feeling? It's holding me in. You like it easy. It's addictive. What's this feeling? It's holding me in. All of my 
Honey, we back like four flats on a motherfucking Cadillac, yes. That's the studio dog you hearing. We got smooch because guess who just came up in the motherfucking house? It's Alicia. <laughs> Fuck it up. It's Alicia fucking up in the building, baby. And it's Pisces season. Yo, I have to give a shout out to my sister, DJ Cha Cha Diva, who just celebrated her monumental <laughs> 40th birthday, honey. Clap it up for her. 
And then we got Alicia Fuck It Up that just came in the studio, honey. Y'all heard my big old smoochie, my little ankle biter, fucking barking and shit, honey. <laughs> Alicia Fuck It Up is celebrating her 30th Woo! birthday, honey, and we are wheels up to Panama. Yes. Gonna be a whole lot of ass shaking. Period. Period. I'm like, that's been your speaking, bitch. Yes. But we about to jump back into this piping hot motherfucking tea, y'all. Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, is suing him for $30 million. Dollars? Yes. And just hold on, bitch. I'm gonna let you know why. Hey. I'm so motherfucking sick of this goddamn mother. You motherfucker. You goddamn sick. You stupid. Tiger! Yes. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Tiger Woods' ex girlfriend, Erica Herman, is suing him for $30 million after he kicked her out of his house. But here's the tea, bitch. He tricked her. Mm-hmm. into thinking he was taking her on a vacation. <gasps> but instead, he dropped that ass off at the fucking airport and locked her out of the house. Bitch is giving missing luggage, honey. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But here's my question. You didn't think nothing was weird when he told you to pack up every motherfucking thing you own to go on this goddamn vacation, bitch? Bitch. Honey. It's giving... Get the fuck out. These niggas are invested as much as you think they are. I don't know what's wrong with these bitches. And then I looked at the picture, bitch. She looked like she motherfucking make shit pies. <laughs> she do look crazy. And that's one of the things I was saying. If he has to put her out like that, like literally trick her to get her out of the house, the bitch must be fucking crazy. Yeah, there had to be signs that the relationship was over. Bitch is giving invented Anna. <laughs> <laughs> well, she need to invent another way to make a check because it sounds like, bitch, your luck has run out with Tiger. There's yes, no honey. more money to be gotten. Okay, that Tiger has turned into a kitten and he is not smitten. <laughs> okay, bitch? It's time for him and you to go your separate ways. It is. And people are saying that he's cold-blooded for the way that he put her out. But at the end of the day, if you're not a fiancé, if you're not a Beyonce, if you're not a wife, bitch, you don't have a leg to stand on, a pot to piss in, or a window to fucking throw it out of, bitch. Okay, bitch. That's that man's house. I done told y'all motherfucking ass about these pickpockets and these motherfucking pocket rockets, bitch. <laughs> these niggas will drop you off and leave you for good. Literally. So she's suing for the $30 million because she said that they had a verbal agreement that she would be able to reside in the home as long as she wanted to. I don't know why you felt as as though as though that you were entitled to stay in this man's house. I mean, he has whole bitch. children. Like, Girl, get you the fuck are on, not bitch. on the lease. <laughs> you are the least of his worries. She is the least less. Okay. A hot damn mess. Girl, stop putting all y'all eggs in one basket, honey. Because it's just not working out for you all. It's not. It's not. And Tiger, you know what? I know he's probably a cold-blooded bitch. I could look at the pictures and tell. <laughs> he probably didn't told that bitch how her ass fucking stink, how her feet stink, how that's she don't know how to cook a clean bitch. Okay, bitch, that's the whitest black man I have ever fucking met in my life. Yeah, he ain't just let her go. He let her go in style. But I got to commend him. 
he need to be the king of a kick a bitch out club. Okay. Because he did that shit. Because he has absolutely no issue kicking a bitch out. Literally. In other news, Monique reveals that she grew out of having an open marriage with her husband, Sidney Hicks. Hey! Child, that big wide pussy that she got, motherfucker, and, 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 and he trying to slide up in everybody else's DM and PM and AM, bitch. Don't forget their BM. Girl, listen. After watching the reading, I will not fuck with Monique, bitch. You better the fuck not, nigga. You need a halt and do the Heisman on these hoes. Well, according to Monique, um, she has outgrew having an open marriage with her husband, Sidney Hicks. She says she doesn't want to sacrifice what they have for just a lay. Um, but by the look of homie's eyebrows, I don't think she really has a motherfucking choice, bitch. Bitch. Mm. He look like he lays up with the men. But maybe he was delivered. <laughs> Might be delivered, honey. Well, I'll just say this. I am all for living your best life the way that you want to live it. If an open marriage is what they've chosen, that's fine. But I always felt a way when it came to Monique because I didn't feel like she was being absolutely authentic about the reason that she wanted to have the open relationship. I think that it had to do with, and I hate to say this, it's not just because she's big. I just read, it just was giving low self-esteem. Yeah, everything about her, for the most part, gives low self-esteem yeah. even her outrage of being counted out right or feeling like she's not good enough or maybe she's too good you know i think that's a facade that a lot of people put up you know um to void the um insecurity that they yeah. have in life. so you know i hope that he heeds to what it is that she's putting out you know, as it pertains to her not being comfortable. Well, she says that the whole open relationship thing was her idea. I'm not really too convinced of that. that. I don't believe that because the nigga is willing Mm-mm. to what? fuck other bitches, girl. No, it was his idea. You just went along with it and capitalized on it. Okay. Because you want to be the boss ass bitch. But, you know, I just feel like with their relationship, he has really, you know, um, coerced her to... Missed out on a lot of her blessings. Yeah. Um, she's become hard, and I'm glad that, you know, she's back on screen and film, and, you know, she's booked and busy. I just hope that it lasts. It know? does, and, and one of the pieces of advice that I would give to Monique is keep your private life out of the public eye. Absolutely. You have too much going on. There's a lot surrounding yeah. you even being able to work in the industry right now with the big bridges that you burnt and the drawers you have torn, bitch. Just focus on re-engaging with your fans and putting out good content and yeah. live your life behind Because she doors. did her motherfucking thing. When I watched her on that, I know we um previously spoke about it on our last show about her um performance on the reading. Yeah. Homegirl did her goddamn thing. Right. She you did. I watched it. It was a really good movie. I mean, it could have been on fucking Lifetime. But it was a good movie, and it was nice to see Monique back on the big screen. That's the thing. We're not... People are not hating on you. People actually want you to win. 
Um, but I think your talent speaks for itself. So all the extra side a- antics and all of that, like you don't need any of that. Let it go. Let it go. We don't need to know who you sleeping with, who's meeting in the next room, who's jamming your husband between his fucking buns, bitch. We don't need to know <laughs> any of that. <laughs> Ooh, Girl, you's a shady lady. Your <laughs> husband buns is bunning, honey. The buns is bunning, honey. Okay. Bunning and funning, bitch. Okay. Bunning and funning. Child, she probably eating ass and taking cash. <laughs> with both hands. Okay. But listen, it's Sunday. We really enjoy hanging out with yes. you. We need to get on down to that benediction. Because you know, we start off super, super rough, but we end it nice and slow. <laughs> Nice and easy. Y'all yeah. know what time it is. It's time for. It's time. It's time. Mm. It's time for the the benediction. The benediction. The benediction. The benediction. The benediction. Oh, me husband is hitting <laughs> bending over and getting the dick shot. <laughs> We're going to stop joking, though. we about to get into the benediction. It's DJ Chacha Diva. No, wait a minute, bitch. Back it up. Not motherfucking Monique's husband bending over getting addiction. Bending over getting addiction, bitch. It's the benediction. We love y'all, though. It's DJ Chacha Diva, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host and brother. Lyrics the luxurious, baby. Yeah. Time for the benediction. Here we go. the time we hear your feel good friday crew want to give you the real the deal and all the feel we appreciate you we love you sometimes it feels like y'all are so far away but y'all are right here with us and we appreciate that we're going to give you all of our love Amen. Thank you so much for supporting the Feel Good Friday show. It's your girl DJ Cha-Cha Diva here with my beautiful co-host. Lyrics and luxurious, baby. Y'all come back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Happy Funky Sunday.
Where do you want to go?